Um, if you have a Bible, you might like to turn to um, Mark's Gospel, Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2 is, uh, and uh, I'm going to start something uh, a bit different, a bit new. This morning we're going to start to look at a, a fresh series on unlikely heroes, is a series that we're going to look at. Unlikely heroes. And um, so in Mark 2, I just want to just, uh, you know, verse 1, I'm going to read a few verses together. And um, I'm reading from the NIV. It says this, a few days later, Jesus entered Capernaum and people heard that that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but only God? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit what that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. We've never seen anything like this. Yeah, so uh, we're going to just take up this uh, theme over the next few weeks. And, um, you know, how, how can you be a hero when you're feeling anything like super? You know, when we've, if you watch telly or you visit... Um, Madame Tussauds, Waxworks, so uh, Swinburne's went to London, went to the Waxworks and saw the superheroes, the Marvel heroes. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's super strength, super, you know, super amazing. And, uh, and yet in life, for, for many of us, uh, you and I, ordinary people like you and I, it's, 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 it's anything, anything other than being super or feeling super. If I could be better, slimmer, better, wiser, Cleverer, only like them. Everyone else seems to be better than you and me. If you, if you look on social media, everyone's having a better time than me, better time than you. If only I had that, if only I could do this. If only, and and how, how, how can you be a hero when you feel anything but super? You know, the Bible is full of ordinary people and they seem to be able to accomplish extraordinary things. You read and pick up the Bible, this amazing book that God has given and breathed out to reveal himself in the Old and the New Testament, it's filled with men and women who were incredibly ordinary. Now we remember them for their extraordinary deeds and the incredible miracles and the things they said and the things they did, and rightly so, because there's some extraordinary things happen. But what we fail to see and what we might not realize is if you just strip away the extraordinary things that they did and get back to who they were, they were in very in often and in fact ordinary, incredibly ordinary. So ordinary they were out of sight, out of mind, that sort of ordinary. And it's that that I want to look at. Um, I would say this, don't underrate 
ordinary. Because when it's given over to God, it can become extraordinary. You might live a very ordinary life and, and, be, a, and be a mom or a dad and you go to work and you do this. And, and, and some of the stuff we do as Christians day after day. But if you give that, that which seems humdrum, that which seems to be a bit ordinary. You know, we've always got to have a, a better experience, a more, a more amazing this or an amazing that. An escape to this and escape to that. But I would say do not underestimate your and my ordinariness and the, the pace, the, de- the life, the daily grind, life. Because if you can give, and this is the key though, if we can give God that life, your life, my life, that daily life, being a mum or a housewife or a house dad or work at the office, uh, get up, go to work, the children. Yeah, yeah, don't underestimate the ordinary because when we give it our lives and give it over to God, can become extraordinary. And I'm not just saying that as a little, we're going to look at this over the next few weeks. I want you to be encouraged. My prayer is that you'll be encouraged. I think sometimes you've just got to lose the cape, the cape crusader. You got, you, I think it's all super, super, super. Everyone's better, better, better. I've got to be this. I've got to be that. I've got to look like this. I would say lose the cape just for a moment and you be you. What about you? Who you are? And be at peace with who you are and give that to God. And he can do extraordinary things. I'm not going to be like them, be like that. So in other words, lose the cape, super mum. Lose the cape, super dad. Lose the cape, super manager. Lose the cape, super pastor. Lose the cape, super kid. Whatever it might be this morning. Whatever it might be, you have to be. I've got to be. I've got to be better. I've got to be. I've got to be like this. I've got to look like that. I've got to be able to do this. Let's give. Let's give ourselves as we are, who you are, over to God. I, I've been saying this a lot just lately because I feel God speaking to me like that a lot lately. And you can do extraordinary things. I believe in the ordinary. We can do the extraordinary. Uh, I, but I would, this is my proviso. Lose the cape and pick up the cross. And that's my proviso. Life that we live today, it's got to be bigger, better, got to look like this airbrushed like that, glossy mag for this, it seems this. And then we've, we sort of set ourselves up to be more, better than everyone's doing. But let's just embrace humbly what God has for us and give our lives wholly and you will witness some extraordinary things in your life. So in the story that we've just read, uh, and so that's what we're going to unpack in the weeks ahead. We're going to look at people who in their ordinariness and the humdrum part of life, and even out of sight, God did amazing things when they gave their lives to him. And so we can learn something from that. Four, four friends. There were four friends that bring uh, a man to Jesus. In the story that we've just read, what happens is Jesus' fame is now spreading. Some amazing things are happening. People are getting healed. Uh, he's saying incredible things. There are amazing miracles. And so there's a huge crowd starts to develop. There's a big, big crowd. And uh, there's a man who is paralyzed. And uh, he's got a number of friends. It appears four friends. They carry him on a, on a bit like a stretcher. It's a mat, but it's like a stretcher. So there's four people. They get, they get four corners of this mat type of thing. And they carry him because they, to, hit, to see Jesus. Because probably they wanted this friend not to be paralyzed anymore. And they think that maybe this Jesus could do something for him. And when they get to the house or the place where Jesus is, it says that there was such a crowd, you couldn't even approach the door of this place. 
it was that, it was packed, 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 packed. And, uh, and so the, the story then says that what they do is, they, 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 they do an outrageous thing, ultimately. They get up onto the roof of this house and then dig through the roof and lower the man right down into the midst of what, where Jesus is. And, and then we'll unpack that story. It's, it's quite spectacular. Um, I, so there are three things that I want to just look at this morning that come out of that story, whereby you might be ordinary, but you can do something extraordinary and be a true hero in God's eyes. Number one is this. Um, they carried their friend. Do you, it, this is an amazing story. It says that f- these friends carried a paralyzed man. The friends are never named. The friends, they're, they're not, there's no name. There's no account of them. They're a bit nondescript. And yet they did an amazing thing because this paralyzed man has an incredible miracle. He's set free and completely healed. But in this story, these friends, they, they, they just take their friend, four of them, take a friend to see Jesus. They carry him there. They obviously wanted him to get there. And then you can, so, but it, a bit of a, you know, they got up that morning, well, we'll carry you. It's, it's not much, is it? It's, it's, a, it's a pretty menial task. It's, it's, it's just something that you do. You know, they didn't put on their, they didn't get into the Batmobile, put on, put on their super duper cape. And launch themselves in oh, to the day, and the music playing as they and the wind was blowing in their hair and the cape. It, it was it was being one of those days. I sort of think it would have been one of those days they would have got up and and, and it would have been a bit you know they you know if you want to do civil disobedience you just lie and just go all limp. You become really heavy. Did you know that? <laughs> There's something for civil disobedience that we could all lie in the road. If we, we, don't, we, we, we don't want... Um, ban HS2. Well, just, oh, everybody lie down. And, 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 then, and, and then you've got to be picked up. And, it, and when you go limp, you can become very heavy. Well, this was a paralyzed man. He would have been very heavy. I'm not advocating for the record, so it's listening anyone online, any civil disobedience, banning, whatever, like, I'm not an extremist in any way, but I'm just saying, just as, a, just as an example, just as an illustration, that's all it is, is that it, he was a heavy, he would have been a heavyweight. And in the heat, and in the dust, and in getting through the crowd, and then being disappointed, it was just one of them days. Uh, that's the picture I'm trying to paint, okay? It would have been just one of them days. But do you know what? They carried him. It's a menial task. It doesn't even mention their name. How about that? They weren't that super duper. It doesn't even name them. Names are disciples in, in the New Testament. There are plenty of other people's, people that get named, but this, they're, they're referenced as friends that carried a friend who was paralyzed. But they, they, they don't sort of stand out in that sense. They were just ordinary people helping a friend. But an extraordinary thing happened that day. See, when you do what you do and you give it to God, extraordinary things can happen. Come on, let's just have a look at this because we're so super duper uh, Hollywood. Everything's got to be incredible. Incredible things can happen in something that seems quite ordinary. And, uh, but the first thing is that they carried him. This is so important. This, wasn't, this is not being lost on me. You know, um, we, 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 there are times in our life where we, we will be called to carry others. You and I will be called upon to carry others. Carry a friend. Carry your husband in prayer or your wife 
or your son or your daughter or your church or a leader or a friend or a, uh, a colleague at work. Uh, what I mean by that is to maybe pray for them, wrestle for them. And it's as if you're carrying them. It's a powerful thing to carry. It's an amazing thing. We're called to be carriers. Uh, see, these carriers uh, reaped an amazing miracle on that day. Maybe you're in that position yourself right here, right now. And you think, well, what can I do? I, you know, I'm, I'm just praying. You are carrying them. You're not just praying. You've been doing it for years. You've been wrestling over their life. You're not just praying. You, you, you're doing something great. Wow, to be a carrier, to wrestle, to pray for, to, to have on our hearts uh, a person that you love or loved ones or friends or your church or a nation, an individual, a boss or someone and asking for breakthrough, a healing, for them to come back to Jesus, a restoration. It's an amazing thing to be a carrier. We're called to be carriers for Jesus. And maybe, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this morning a lot of you are praying for someone, praying over someone, and it's breaking your heart. Well, be rest assured, if you give that to God, if you continue, extraordinary things can happen. Extraordinary things can happen when we carry. We're called to be carriers for others. And we're also called to carry, you know, not, not carriers for Jesus, but carriers of Jesus as well. Second thing I would say to you this morning, you know, carriers of his presence. As a Christian, we have the Holy Spirit living within us. Jesus said, when I go to be with the Father, I'll send the Spirit to be with you and in you. How about that? It's not just all external, but walking with us and in us. And so wherever you go, Jesus will be with you. He'll go with you externally and with us internally. You are a carrier of the presence of Jesus. Wow. Now, you've probably heard that before, I know. But it is quite amazing. You know, um, from today, you will go into your life and your home and your family and friends. 90% of your time and my time will be scattered as carriers of Jesus. You see, when you carry your Christian life, you, you, you're, 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 you're going for God. You're giving your life to God. You'll take his presence have you ever been at a, a party with a group of friends and someone walks in who you know and they bring a bit of a cloud into the atmosphere? And you go, oh, they're here now. Oh, no, oh, so-and-so. Oh. No, you've never been to that type of place by looking at the way you're quizzing me. So some of you have been too polite. You're not wanting to. But there are those moments when you can go somewhere and we can be carriers of atmosphere, can't we, with our personality. You can create a bad atmosphere just by somebody. Somebody can sit down beside you. <laughs> you know, like a little yappy dog. And, and you think, oh, flipping heck. What an atmosphere. How much more when we have the Holy Spirit in our lives can we bring an atmosphere of Jesus? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being all weird. I'm not being hyper-heroic. I'm not, I'm not saying any of that, but just you being you, loving God, loving God so much that you just want to see people that you can love them like the way you love God, carrying Jesus. That's what I'm saying. We're called to carry others, and you're doing a great task if you're praying, and you're doing an amazing thing. That's a great thing. And we're also called to carry his presence wherever we go. And you can create a great atmosphere. You could, you, could, you could carry your manager, your boss at work in prayer. Boy, you'd probably say, they need it. 
and you can take the presence and be a carrier of Jesus wherever you go. Or you can let the atmosphere and everything affect you. What are you going to do? On that day, these friends carried their friend to God, to Jesus. Isn't that amazing? I came across, somebody said this, you know, wearing a cross doesn't make you a disciple. Carrying one does. Wearing a cross or wearing the cross doesn't make you a disciple. It's a nice, you know, you may be very, you know, genuine about that. I'm not knocking you for that. It's carrying the cross that makes us a disciple. Come on, let's be carriers for Jesus in that respect. Um, second thing I'd say is this about these. Uh, second thing I would I want to say is this. Um, they they saw a door where other people saw a ceiling. This I find spectacular. They they, they put the man through, down through the roof. They went up on the roof and made a hole in the roof. Um, a ceiling, it, like, like we've got the ceiling here, that's the limit. The, the ceiling, it speaks of limitation. If, if you put a ceiling on your spending, you're going out shopping, that's the limit of your spending. That's the, you reach your ceiling. And so the ceiling is, is, speaks of a limitation. And um, these friends... Now, this is interesting. Look at this. In, um, in uh, what does it say? In verse 3, some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man um, carried by the four of them. And since they could not get him because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus. They made an opening in the roof above Jesus. Um, faith, I would say this, faith, sees the door in the ceiling. What seems to be closed, faith seems to see as an opportunity for an opening. And um, faith, the Bible tells us, and the New Testament shows us clearly, it's purely this, trust, trust. So your faith is in the seat that you're sitting on. You're trusting it. Trusting it, it's not going to collapse under, I would say, under your weight. That's trust. And faith is simply trust. Now, for you and me, I don't know about you, but I think, oh, yeah, he saw, he saw a door where there is no way. There's a way where there's no way. Now, how do you get to that? And immediately we think of faith as something that I have to possess. Da-da! Da-da-da-da-da! Lose the cape. It's, it's, it's trust. And so Jesus said, if you have trust, faith, like a mustard seed, you can move mountains. I used to think, how can you move mountains? You can't move mountains. He was saying, but he was saying literally, you can, you, nothing's, nothing's impossible with trust in God. Not trust in yourself. Not big, heroic, super person. You, 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 uh, you've worked out so much, you've got massive faith muscles. He said, a mustard seed of trust. A mustard seed is like a little speck. It, 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 even like a, smaller than a grain of sand. One mustard seed. It's so small. And so what Jesus was basically saying, it's trusting God, not yourself. And so uh, this is why I beat myself up so much. Uh, th- these guys just walked and thought, well, we're going to get him there. We're gonna, we'll do this. And that's what trust is like. I'm going to pray and give my life to you, God. And I'm going to pray for them, God. That's trust. We put ourselves off and talk ourselves out of it by having to be so incredibly heroic and fathom it all out. And I've got to be able to do this and got to see that. Leave all that to God. This is why Jesus said, now I understand. 
36 years later as a Christian, 36 years later, that's why he said it's like a mustard seed, because it's all down to him. Nothing down to me. I just got to give him my life. Wow. And that's what faith does. Faith seems to make a way. Someone said this, that um, faith doesn't make things easy. It makes them possible. Faith, trusting God, doesn't make it easy in life, but it makes things possible. Possibilities open. Doors seem to open. And uh, this is what happened. You know, this, these, for these guys, it, this wasn't an easy thing to do. You had to get up on the roof. And then it says they had to dig their way. And I think the indignation of the person whose house it was. Can you, so it wasn't easy. This is a nice twee little story of a great miracle. But it wasn't like that. It was, wasn't easy. But possibilities, it opened up possibilities. They saw a door in a ceiling. And that's what trust does. Can you say, now for your life and my life and for our church and, 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 and for our nation and for your husband and for your family, if you can trust God, if you can carry, carry them, carry him, if you can then begin to trust God, even with a little mustard, mustard seed and just give your heart and life, he can open up a way that you never knew could be there. A door will open even in your ceiling. How about that? Isn't that incredible but you see you've got to carry first there's the carrying of him there's the carrying of them that then takes the exercise of trust and that's uh, the, the thing that i would say and so that's a very humbling thing so i'd say this it's you, you know to carry it's a humbling thing it's a menial task it's an ordinary thing to do um and and to, to trust in god and not my understanding and not how i'm going to work out we have to Less of me, more of him. We've been speaking a lot about that. A lot about that. That's to humble ourselves.